Well, so releasing this thing was interesting. I felt like uh, I was glad that both of us have been performers and we've absorbed feedback before from family and friends. It, it didn't bother me too much. In fact, I was hoping folks would give some honest feedback. I got some good stuff. Curious uh, if any themes stood out to you in terms of how to make this podcast better. What did some friends say? What did some family members say to you? Yeah, well, the the first thing I got to say is all the emotions of what I didn't like about being an entertainer came back. Like just listening to people's feedback is horrible because if it's good, you don't trust it because you're like, oh, they're just being nice. If it's bad, it's like, fuck you. I don't I, <laughs> it's like I hate it so much. Or if it doesn't happen, like you put it out there and nobody somebody says something, you immediately assume like they, they didn't like it they're afraid to tell me they didn't like it. So it's really bad. And, uh, I had a few though, that I felt were genuine and good. And that was, that was pretty much like worth it. I hate to say it. I hate to put all this on, on, I want other people to like it because we were, we're adamant that it's for ourselves, <laughs> but it obviously feels better when people like it than when they don't. I mean, that you can't get around that. And that, that was hard. Uh, I will say this to answer your question. The feedback, the overwhelming feedback I got was was kind of this do your thing and don't worry about it. Like, don't be mm -hmm. you guys. You guys are sound good when you talk. You don't need to overdress it up with other things and craziness. If all you want to do is talk like what I got out of it is the men's room segment is very good. It's and, and people like it and we can we can let that run without fear, which I think we both needed to hear. Yeah. I mean, I know I did. I mean, that was, well, that I always thought was going to be the cornerstone of the show, but I was very insecure about it. And part of it is the process of learning to listen to yourself, to cringe at things that just come out and having to deal with it. And even in the editing process, it's not like you can take out every cringeworthy statement because um, you lose the train of thought. So you have to leave a lot of that in there. And there's things I've, I personally said that I regret, but yeah, it's good to hear that feedback. I heard that as well. Like folks love commercials, but you don't need to interrupt a good part of a conversation to talk about taking a shit or some some kid growing the size of his turds. Uh, it does make me chuckle, though, to disrupt people in that way. It, it's my it's like a personal joy, but All I right. agree. And I, and I think that's a shift we can make is, you know, do some musical transitions to segue in, in the men's room, but not necessarily have to blow it up with uh, turds and, and mice running around and whatever else. It, but as soon as I, you know, Lance and I were, were going back and forth on text messaging, WhatsApp all weekend as the feedback came in. And every time I'd say something like, or somebody might be like, what's going on with those commercials or what's going on with this or that immediately someone would send me a message like elite. What is it? The, uh, whatever elite jumping or whatever that one, like LOL and, and a smiley, you know, so people yeah. were, those things are, are, uh, those things are getting attention and, and they're the commercial specific. I, I didn't hear anything about open mic or even the man news. I, everything was men's room or the commercials. Like that, that's all I heard yeah. about. I had one friend yeah. who, who, you know, but was like, what's with all the guitar. And I was like, that's the weirdest feedback I've ever heard. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, like people are, people are weird, man. Like you don't know what the hell they're going to think. It's, it's so it, weird. It is strange. And I remember it playing music. I, I, I'd have somebody come up and give me very direct feedback about how much they disliked a particular song and not, but minutes later, 
a group of people like, oh, I freaking love that song. You just don't know what to do with it. It's yeah. so hard to absorb or it's so hard to decipher what the actual themes are that you can you can act on. But I do know listening back and then you hear some feedback that validates maybe where your head is already. I like the idea of not interrupting the men's room so abruptly so often with silliness because uh, it does take you out of the purpose of that particular segment. And that, that was a confidence thing, right? Like for yeah, us. Totally yeah, totally confidence. I mean, we, we had started actually one of the, uh, one person's feedback that I liked is, and you'll tend to do this, some of the self-deprecating stuff about uh, millions of people are listening or not like anybody's listening, that that stuff is not necessary. It, it, to suggest that maybe we sound okay enough to not have to do any of that, which I thought was good feedback. I but want that person's we, address. <laughs> but we were insecure. And for me, I know the silliness distracts from what I'm most worried about is people having to listen to my stupid voice. I will say, though, that I am I do plan to continue to do absurd commercials because I think it's sort of like paying the tax as a guy. If you want to get uh, me into a vulnerable place, I need to I need to get my mind into a level of absurdity that that allows me to open up like that. So it's your show, too. So yeah. it's it's uh, it doesn't matter. But but I mean, I got a lot of a lot of people thought that that, that was that stuff was so funny. But I could see, too, if somebody really got emotionally like got emotionally invested and maybe they were going through something that we we're talking about. And then you hit them with with whatever we have in the in the commercials. Somebody, it'd be like if you but like, can you just imagine you bust out uh, what uh, dump hole driver's seat dump hole in the in the middle of a funeral or, or something like that, where, <laughs> where somebody's in a, a weird place and then they're like, oh, this is great." Like so, it, they, and they don't know what we're trying to do yet because it's also new. So they they might be like, "Oh, is this all just a joke? Are these guys really trying to be vulnerable?" That's the only thing. This no one yeah. said that to me. But that's the only thing I, I think yeah. maybe because I'm in my immediately. I'm like, why would anyone not like, or why would anyone even give me feedback about that? Those things, right? Like, I, I, I thought everyone's like funny shit. Let me know when the next one's out, and that happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, to, but uh, I don't know. But some of the feedback is just people really got into it, right? And so, Which so they surprised were, yeah. us. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about you, but some people I was like. I was in my head. I'm like, how about just go ahead and say, keep it up. Good work. Like I didn't need the detail on <laughs> yeah. blow by blow. I was just like, holy shit. You really went, went all in here. And yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Yeah. I was very appreciative of the feedback, but I do think it's good advice. And so I think one change we'll make is I'm going to continue to do a commercial, you know, at the front end. And then I'm going to have an optional one after the outro. That's probably going to be a lot more risky and potentially offensive for folks that want to opt into that go for it if you don't all good and in the men's room we'll try to keep it on topic who said what's with all the guitar i'm gonna kick that guy's ass who do you think i don't i have no idea but like uh it really hits <laughs> it, it really, it's a dagger to the heart i mean i'm trying to like you know, I make know. some nice segues, bro. It's, no, I hadn't. I, it's not like I spent a lot of time on that or anything, but whatever. Pisses me uh, off, Matt. It's weird. It's it's weird because 
it's just yeah, I think it's a a positive thing and the fact that somebody is so engaged they're they're analyzing the the it's not like you were like, all right, I'm gonna do five tracks right now of uh what I've been writing. <laughs> it was just the transitional pieces, right? Like so, literally like eight second transitions. <laughs> Fuck that guitar. <laughs> That's funny. Do you dream of being with a woman from 1300s era Europe? We understand. There's something about plague era women that intrigues us all. At Bubonic Plague Dating Adventures, we replicate the hygiene and disease states of European women in the 1300s. Now, you can take risks you simply can't get with today's ladies. Our women are available to date on Friday evenings each week. You'll pick up your date at the hospital where they've been resting up. If your date has a sheet over her head, call us immediately and we'll send you to a different room. You'll take your date to dinner since the 1300s was a time of great famine. After dinner, you and your date make a consensual arrangement for what happens next. Most ladies will take it to the next level because they know the end is near. In rare cases, your date might be coughing up too much blood to perform. If that happens, we'll promptly refund your money. Live out the fantasy of a bubonic plague-era relationship. The intense suffering of our ladies as they struggle with fever and massively swollen lymph nodes is sure to satisfy. Warning, bubonic plague dating adventures is not responsible for negative effects to your personal health as a result of your choice to be intimate with one of our disease-ridden women. Your decision to participate in one of our dating adventures may be a sign of mental health issues, and we recommend talking to your doctor before going on your first date. Hey, welcome to the Middle-Aged Man News and Trends. Story number one, Matt, comes from health.com, Sarah Garone. High quality carbs, please. So some level of weight gain in middle age is inevitable. Uh, it really makes sense to choose more of the right carbs as you age. Unchecked weight gain puts you at high risk for diseases. So start substituting whole grain foods, fruits, vegetables for those sodas, pastries, and candies. Matt, as I read this article, I thought, no shit. Do you think we need to regurgitate the same stuff over and over again, dude? Yeah, I think this might be the one, Lance. This might be the one that gets people to think vegetables. Maybe I should walk over to that section of the store and engage a little bit. This is the article, man. Because the issue, I think, for a lot of people is they don't know that fruit and vegetables are good for them. So a lot of people are like, I'm I'm uh, drinking a healthy beverage. This RC Cola, fully leaded 
with with sugar is is healthy. Yeah, it's on point. I really think it hits home when it says that excessive weight gain puts you at higher risk for disease. I mean, that's new to me. I haven't heard that one. Uh, so people could really jump off of that and change their lives. Uh, so I think you're right. Uh, how about we move on though? Uh, next story comes from WebMD, Carmelita Swiner, MD. She's a doctor, great name. And why am I shrinking? So apparently as we age, the cushioning between our bones retains less water and leads to shrinkage. It's common to lose about an inch of height as you age. If you shrink more than an inch, you may be developing osteoporosis, a condition that weakens your bones and causes micro fractures. So how do you prevent this from happening? Hmm, the same old stuff, Matt. Eat healthy, exercise, and uh, chill out on the nicotine, alcohol, and caffeine. So I was on the basketball court. I told a guy I was almost 6'2". He, did, he laughed in my face, not once, but twice. And I did feel like wanting to beat his ass and fight him. So what do you think about that, Matt? Am I shrinking? I took this completely different. It's common to lose about one inch. Uh, I thought... <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even get it out. A dumb shrinking joke. Put this in. Shrinking joke. I'm not going to say the joke. Here, just put in there. Matt has an idea for a shrinking genital joke. Cut. That's, that's, that's all it. you need. I, I think I know where you're going. I, I, I know where you're going. Uh, it's going to be funny if you ever write it. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, next story coming from Henry Ford. HenryFordHealth.com. The Henry Ford Health Foundation, that is. Uh, Matt, is your bubble butt deflating? Uh, your muscle mass decreases at a rate of 3 to 5% every decade after you turn 30. That is a lot. And in fact, without exercise, people can lose up to 30% of muscle mass between ages 50 and 70. What's the answer? Uh, it's exercise. Hmm. There it is again. Our old friend exercise. In fact, a specific type of exercise, strength training, lifting weights. Uh, so Matt, uh, tell me more about your butt. Where are you at? Dude, you know what's interesting? We're all we're all losing a little bit of can. Like part of it's just I don't I don't want to do squats, but there's a part of the body that almost every man is like feels good about our calves. Something about the calves fights like with with Father Time. Just like uh uh-uh. uh, I'm still tight. I have like negative five percent body fat on my calves. Absolutely ripped. I got a gut. I got a pancake ass, but my calves look like I'm 18, man. 18. Well, we should get the tights, the tights that, you know, stop at your knee and we can just show off the calves all the time. Like shaping tights with, with maybe some back, like actual ass in it. And then, mm-hmm. and then show the calves. Yeah. And make that a style that you wear to business meetings and stuff like that. There was mm-hmm. a guy down here. There's a lot of plastic surgery in Latin America that opened a, a calves like a calves rejuvenation facility closed in two weeks because nobody needs it because for some reason our calves are dope. It's weird. It is funny. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you, Matt. I really do. Let's move on. Next story comes out of uh, St. Luke's health must be off their website. Cause I did a really extensive search for this uh, week. Uh, the dangerous side effect of extreme exercise is what the article is about. Exercise induced Rhabdomyolysis is becoming more common as people partake in more extreme exercise. And this condition causes muscle tissue to break down rapidly and release and release damaged cells into the bloodstream, potentially leading to kidney 
God damn it. Potentially leading to kidney failure and other problems. Uh, so Matt, you're clearly not at risk for this. I don't see you doing a whole lot with your body. Uh, but what do you want to say about it? Extreme exercise. Does that mean excessive exercise? Like the guy who's walking around the gym with the milk jug of water who won't shut up and, and is always there grunting and all that shit or is extreme exercise like the new trend and combining things like rock climbing with with whatever you know on a stationary bike while rock climbing while doing weights cross training so to speak what do they mean by extreme exercise do you know i think it's too much exercise the, the risk here of i'm not even gonna okay i'm gonna call it exercise induced ramadama ding dong exercise the risk is you become one of those dudes that won't shut up about exercise like do you remember I, I don't know if it's still going on a few years ago there were crossfit people that just crossfit and their full sentences would just be like hello how you doing crossfit 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 cross that's all they talk about you become one of these people you're just like jesus can you talk about your fantasy football team at least like that would be less painful than listening to someone talk about CrossFit or their extreme exercise. That's what happens. These people can't function in society because they're so worried about working out. Like that, like listening to someone talk about fantasy football is like, really, dude, they benched your tight end. Are you serious? <laughs> right. You lost by it. six points because they benched your tight end. That's as exciting as me hearing about how you are cycling in a new chest workout that that's yielding results or that I'm eating too much carbs like please stop the risk of ramadama dinglong is you become a person that no one wants to be around it's a good take i uh i wonder what you think about this i have never done fantasy football and i have never even done a march madness bracket because i can't stand the interactions what's that say about me yeah i disagree with that dude I, you know like you think i'm i don't want to get all serious on you but i disagree with your choice there that's all I have okay. to say about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'll give I, you uh, I'll give you fantasy football kind of lame, but March March Madness, come on. It's kind of fun. Has a gambling ass. Do you do you not like you know what it is? You don't like camaraderie. You don't like office camaraderie. <laughs> Guess what? No. Seniors 94 is doing next March, bitch. Two man bracket. I never liked I never liked the March Madness thing, and I never liked Friday morning donuts. Anytime in the office, if you brought in Friday morning donuts, it was a place I was going to quit. <laughs> Back to the carbs thing. No, it's just depressing. There's something depressing about, guys, donuts are here. Come get the donuts. Lance, Lance, somebody popping in, like four or five people popping into my cube. Lance, donuts are here. Hey, Lance, did you know the donuts are here? Donuts are here. Uh, Don't want a donut. The only thing stopping me from pumping donuts out seniors 94 is the 3000 miles between us i would be shoving donuts up in your grill so hard right now just to piss you off have you done your bracket yet lance have you done your bracket yet here's an online link to our fantasy team it's not too weak i know it's week nine in the nfl but we can get you in there there's one donut left lance one donut left do you want it <laughs> let's finish this last story coming out of men's health out of the UK, it's about testosterone boosters. Apparently, men's testosterone levels are key to muscle. I mean, come on. Of course they are. Key to muscle, sex drive, bone strength, heart health, memory, and penis size. And people are uh, thinking about taking these testosterone boosters as a way to keep those levels high and hitting these hor hormone therapy clinics. And I guess your other option is to do what, Matt? Can you tell us? 
what can, what else could we do to keep our testosterone high? Man, it's, I feel like we talked about. You know what? Do you? I want to ask. Hmm. I'm not sure, but there's somebody. There's somebody I think is an expert on this, Sarah Garone, and I wonder if maybe she has any groundbreaking ideas on how we could be healthier from a food perspective. From a food perspective. Oh, uh, let's look back at that article. Yep, there yeah. it is. Uh, eat healthy foods. So you want to keep those T levels up. You just eat better. And so and, healthy food equals pornographic genitalia size wise. Yep. Is that oh, what yeah. you're saying, Lance? Yeah. I'm three leaves of spinach away from being Ron Germany. Waist down, I hope. Not a looker. It's not Ron Germany, Matt. It's Ron Jeremy. 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 What about uh, coming to terms with the cycle of life? Like, we've all seen a 90-year-old. We know what a 90-year-old looks like. We know what a baby looks like. We know what an 18-year-old looks like. It's okay, right? You're going to age. It's all right. Let it happen. Don't you think? Eat healthy, have good relationships, exercise, and just let age happen. What do you think and about that? I think it's a great idea. What do you mean, though? Well, we're, we're trying to reverse uh, natural effects of aging. Uh-huh. Like testosterone nat- naturally declines, I believe, right? Just as muscle mass declines. And by eating healthy and exercising, we might ward, ward it up, but we're sp- that's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Just let it happen. Forget it. Yeah, give up. Give up, yeah. That's what I'm I don't, saying, give up. I think there's something to that. Yeah, because there are these folks on Silicon Valley, I was talking about this last night, these guys in Silicon Valley are like, have this, they're on this longevity kick where they're trying to extend their lives as long as possible with all this testing and intervention. I've read that. Yeah. Genetic stuff. Right. Uh, and I just think to myself, why, what do you want to live to your 125 for? What are you going to be doing from 105 to 125? What are you going to be doing? You're not going to be laying in your bed jerking off like you used to. You're just not going to be doing much that is pleasurable. So I, I agree. Just give up and die when you're supposed to die. Uh, I want to. I want to be clear on this, Lance. If you can't or don't have the desire to lay in your bed and masturbate, you see no reason to live. <laughs> uh, uh, is that is that correct? Middle-aged man, news and trends. Middle-aged man, news for you. All right, let's try again. Welcome to the men's room. Today's show, Body Decline. Matt, it's a bit of a trite conversation. As folks age, we all talk about our bodies breaking down. My knees, my hips. And I'd like to get a little deeper, maybe get into sex drive stuff, get into uh, the emasculation of men as they age and can no longer express themselves physically. So where are you at on this topic today? (laughs) Sexual appetite. I'd say a little less like appetite for destruction and maybe more like, when's my oatmeal going to be ready? That's how I describe my my 46-year-old sexual appetite. That's all I can say. That's as deep as I can go, uh, audience, right there. Here's my thing. I don't feel, I feel like, I don't feel any different. Like, I feel like a kid, maturity-wise, mentally. But 
I don't know. Like, see, these these changes don't happen all at once, and so it's like a slow decline. And so it's hard to it's hard to sometimes it's hard to evaluate where you're at. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you go, "Damn, all my body hurts, and I'm not walking around in a state of of uh, of like must breed, must breed." You know. Hmm. I don't know what sexual drive means, but I assume that means like your libido and and how how much you need to. Uh, you, oh, you don't know what sexual drive means. Well. Not really. Explain it to me, Father Lance. Is it just literally libido? Is it like I need to? Ha- is it? Is it how how much you're attracted to other people? Is it all of the above? Is it? Is it a natural thing where I need to? I need to release sperm, like because I am uh, I'm part of the evolutionary chain of, of trying to keep humans alive. Okay, you're reading into it way too much. It's just how much you want to have sex. So when you're a teenager. You want to you want to bang 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 all the time, right? And you get a little bit older. I, I'll tell you the shift for me is is more emotional. Like I need to kind of work myself into it, which is totally new. It's weird. It feels feminine almost. Like I'm not just ready to go, and that that is that is strange. So I've ready actually to go from a mind and physical state. Yeah, I've rejected my wife a few times, which is this new power dynamic where I'm I've it's never been the case right she's the woman typically has that power and they're just like not right now but uh I in the last couple years only maybe a handful of times I've been I've been like I'm just not feeling it not right now it's a great feeling to do that but it's also strange and I don't want to make this all about sex Matt because I know you're uncomfortable with the subject but that that is amazing though that you just said it's a shift that I rejected Ballsy, her, dude. Ballsy. Well, yeah. I got to be in a. I got to be in the right mood now, man. I can't just like I used to be able to take sandpaper and just rub up against it and be good to go. And it's a, is this is this a physical change you're experiencing or or a or emotion? I mean, you said it was emotion, but like, is it is it is it translating into a physical thing where like oh, I'm not I can't just get an erection whenever I want. Let's not go there, Matt. No, I'm fine. It just, the, you need, I now need, um, I need. <laughs> you crossed the line. I tried to be vulnerable and then you hit me with that. Fuck that shit. I need a little bit more to be settled mentally to now get into that, into that frame of mind where it's, it's time, time to have sex. I need to be settled more. I don't know why it just straight up is what it is. So like, I, I can, can't, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I can, from my perspective, since you're being so open and honest, I'm not really in a, in a situation to test it right now, as far as how much I want to have sex versus how much I physically can. The answer right now is uh, there's no opportunity and therefore I don't know, but i I feel like maybe it's not as important. Now, I don't know what that means, but like, you know, when you say you're not ready, it's also like maybe when you were 25, it didn't, you're like, I'm going to be ready. You were just ready because it was important. Got to have sex. For some reason, you're just like, I got to have sex. Now, it's not quite as important. So so now you can go, you know what? I don't, I'm not really in the mood. And, uh, and maybe that's tied to physical stuff, but 
It sounds actually awesome. Now well, I don't know if I, I agree with the important. It's not as important. I think it's more important now really to have that connection or to make sure it happens. It's just not so top of mind. It's not like up in my face every second. Where, but you know, but we the could- difference is like you just said, it's important to have that connection and not like some meathead 20. It's, it's important to get laid. Dude. Like how you're saying it is even more like mature, you know? It's important to have that connection. Yeah. I haven't been married so long. I mean, I'm not treating her like some chick off the street. I'll tap that. I'll tap that. But it's fairly scheduled. And I'm, I, I wonder if my wife would be mortified by this conversation, but it doesn't matter. She'll toughen up. It's fairly scheduled. And then there's just both of us have a certain kind of checklist that needs to be completed before we're we're ready to go. And we, we, we do that uh, on a regular basis, but it's just the feeling of like, I'm not always like, yeah, I'm ready to go. That's strange. It's a strange transition. And, and do you know anything about this? I, I, I don't like physically, if that's something that's happening to us or is it mentally, like, do you know why, why that is? I'm going to guess from the articles we were reading about the testosterone could be a piece of it. It declines as you age. I don't know though. Have you ever tested? No, I'm all good, boy. I'm just kidding. I just want to, not, not because, oh yeah, I want to, I want to be able to drill. Like, is it, is (laughs) testosterone seems like (laughs) it's in vogue, right? Like you should go get a cardiogram every five years and get your, get your, have an anal exam for, for just for sheer joy. First of all, second of all, to see if you have any polyps, but but is they testosterone like a new but... thing? Yeah, colonoscopy. Should, should... <laughs> Sorry, dude. Try to liven up the show. Obviously, anal exam is gonna gonna hit more people than colonoscopy. But is 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 checking your T count? Is that seems like in vogue is something that men should do? And I'm wondering if that's just marketing, like because all this seems like natural that you're gonna be less, you're gonna be have less of a sexual appetite. And less ability to whatever, lift more weight and all the crap that comes with it. It just seems natural. Why are we fighting against it so much? Like we're fighting father time and father time is always going to win. Yeah, for sure. I just think it's embarrassing. I don't think any, most guys don't talk about it. Most guys don't, don't get into that. And as we express ourselves through toughness, through one-upmanship, yeah, dude, I'll tap that. And you find out later his pecker's not working, so he ain't tapping nothing. How do you find out later? Because later he he breaks down over six beers and says, "I can't get hard." I don't I don't know how those things happen, but my point is is that men aren't exactly offering up this em- emotional embarrassing information. That's the number one thing is it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing in the in the moment. It's embarrassing uh, to talk about with other people, and it's 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 like I feel, I feel like it's natural and it's being preyed on as, as like oh we can fix it for you, we can fix it. Well, if if it's natural that your testosterone declines, it's also nat- natural that your cardiovascular system declines. Then the reality is your sexual organs are going to be affected no matter what. Like it's, it's a natural part of life. Maybe, maybe it's, it was, we're built that way so that we can actually think about something else, have a normal conversation every once in a while. 
by the time we get to 45, it's like, good. I don't have to think about that. So now I can actually be a normal human. You can have a, uh, you can have friends that are women. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Great point. And, and let's explore some other things. Cause I think you and I are just going to get caught up saying Pecker and no, no. Dick for the next half hour. So let, let, how about, how's your eating? How do you it's feel best, after you eat? It's the best that's ever been in my life. Right your now. diet is? Yeah. Like what's your, is it, okay, but how do you feel after you don't eat something great? Is it totally different than when you're younger or are you still just iron gut? <laughs> I I mean, maybe I'm trying to feel like I'm so not healthy, but I feel like if I eat something bad, like literally within 45 seconds, I feel like shit. Like I feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I feel like stomachache. I feel now when I say something bad, I might, I mean, that's, that's for each person to define themselves because we start to realize, oh, we're all born with like some, probably some food allergies and all this stuff. But if you start eating pretty clean, like I'm eating, basically I go to a fruit stand near my house. I buy a bunch of vegetables and fruits. I eat that and then I eat fish with it. And I've been doing that for, since, since I've been separated. I mean, I always ate, my, my wife is, cooks very healthy as well. Costa Rican diet is pretty healthy. A lot of rice and beans. But uh, that's all I eat now and this black rice that I've been buying, which is supposed to be a better form of rice. And I feel great. If I eat anything bad, like, uh, let's just say, like, uh, I don't know. Like, if I go to fast food or something like kids, I feel like shit immediately. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. always like that. I'm not one of these people that really knock on fast food that much. It has its place. But I feel terrible immediately. Yeah, I am with you. And... It does feel like that's like another place where we pretend everything's all good. But like I even going out to eat and getting a regular uh, meal, whatever, a turkey burger or something like that with fries. I'm just like, damn, why? Yeah, Two beers now, three bomb, beers. No, yeah. It's just a lot. And uh, I kind of, it, what is it though? Because I feel less of a man or like emasculated by the fact that now I got to take three shits after a, a basic meal out going out. Um, and I just feel like such a, a weakling. I like the idea of like, <laughs> just to feel like, a like how much of a wimp you feel like if you're like, Oh, you got to give me a second. Like if you have one, one restaurant hamburger, it's just like, I got to slow down for a little while now. Cause I'm a fucking loser. Because I'm 46. <laughs> it's it's so true, though. It's like, oh, give me a sack. Let's cancel our sex date. I had a hamburger last Sunday, so I'm out. I'm down for the count for, for five days. Can't play basketball. I drove by a Burger King. I feel like crap. Very weird. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you, you feel like your stomach shrinking. You're, you're, you're like, you don't, maybe you just don't need as many calories. And so your body's like, you don't need all that. I think I read something that the liver slows down. It just is it's a process uh, less thing. efficient. Yeah. And so you get beat up when you partake in the sugar stuff or too much fat, too much alcohol. Uh, so, but it does, I'm, I'm not so interested in any of that. I'm just interested in how I feel about this thing happening to me. So both with the sex and the food, it, it, it's it feels tangible. like being emasculated. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. It just, it just feels like I'm less 
tough, less of a man. Uh, yeah. Do you look at I, stuff I, that you used to look at, like a steak or something, and be like, ah, that just looks like that looks like pain afterwards. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, do it. Or I, I'm not fucking with the steak, dude. No, no, sir. So what do you eat? I know you want to talk about the emotional side, but what what keeps you emotionally like and physically good? Because I'm, I'm sure you've I learned eat? a lot about your body over the last forty years. I I am rigid as all hell, dude. I eat some uh, some nuts and berries in the morning, Super and then foods. I yep. And then although since we started this podcast, I've been eating a little shittier, but typically I'll have the same okay. salad every day because I've worked for home from home for like five years. So I'll have like spinach salad with a bunch of carrots, cucumbers, apples, all that stuff. Some some fresh nuts, some balsamic dressing mat, some olive oil. So some healthy stuff. And then because we have kids in the house, we typically have to, you know, make some bullshit at night. Chicken tacos, this, you know, burgers, fries, the same shit over and over again. And then I'll eat that. Are you worried what about the, I, you buying like or, organic farm raised meat and all that kind of stuff? Nah, I mean, sometimes. I mean, definitely organic, but not going crazy. Not going crazy, but we try to eat healthy. And it's more of though, socially, you get out there and you're, you're trying to fit in and relate to people when you're hanging out and there's like a spread of food. And then because I'm already skinny and look like, you know, I run triathlons or something, not saying my body's ripped or anything, dude, but because I'm skinny, it just looks like, oh, look at him. He's, he's withholding food. Nibbling. He's trying to be so healthy. You're so skinny. Do you feel that you think that's true? Or is that your perception? Has anyone ever said anything? Do you get a lot of people going, oh, Lance. The alcohol piece, yes. So the alcohol piece, I constantly feel... Uh, if I, if, if I stop at one, people are looking at me. Oh, wow. He's not very fun. He doesn't, <laughs> Yeah, he Boring. won't keep drinking all through the night. And a lot of people we hang out with or are around, I mean, they can pound. Yeah. One thing great about living in Colorado at elevation is you really become a drinking superhero up there, especially if you go down to the beach or something, you can, you can put it away. I, I'm not drinking it at all. And it's, it, it's really like I have, I got AIDS or something like when people, what's wrong. It's like, what do you I know. mean? What's wrong? Cause I stopped drinking. Is there something wrong? You okay? It's like, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Cause I, I stopped drinking, but people <laughs> Why'd are you like, stop? yeah, uh, I stopped because, well, I usually stop every few years. I, I stop just for like financial reasons. See if I lose weight, see if I feel better, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, going through what I'm going through, my wife, I just felt like we're, we were drinking a lot and I just, I kind of just got tired of it. Like the, the any bad cycles you have in life, if you're drinking your way through them, they tend to get worse. It took me a while mm -hmm. to realize that because a lot of times it's like, man, this, this sucks I'm fighting or whatever. I would just like to have a beer and forget it, but it, it never goes away. And then you're just hung over and, and still the same cycle. So it was, a, it was a mix to everything. I mean, I had planned on not drinking for a couple of weeks. And then now here I am 11 months into it. And I, I think I might be done, to be honest with you. But 
I got, I have no problems with people that drink or, or I don't even have a problem being around people that drink. It's a little, when people are super wasted and you're sober, it's kind of like, all right, not as exciting as you used to be when I was drunk with you, but I'm not sitting there. Like I, I, somebody told me that the right thing is like, you still have like a, let's have fun, social party attitude. It doesn't mean that drinking is the only way you get there. Like you can still meet people and hang out and have fun, you know? So I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but, it's weird. Yeah. You do stand out in a social environment. People are like, yeah. let crazy. me get you a drink. You're like, nah, 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 no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. Come on. You feel and the pressure feel- to tell them how awesome you were? Like every once I'll catch myself, dude, I, I used to crush, man. I used to absolutely crush. Don't worry. I'm, I'm still one of you. I just stopped, but I used to destroy. Like <laughs> that's I, a I thing I say it like that, but yeah. Well, but that's the thing I talk to my kid about. It's like, please don't try to prove your manhood, bro. Don't try to prove your manhood with drinking. Right. Because do you remember that? Oh, that guy can pound. Look Such at him. Such a badge you of know? honor, man. And you you drink like six beers, a dude throws up, and he just like, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. And it's just this this is, this absurdity. Uh, I like too, people are, it's, yeah, I had 19 <laughs> beers. You probably didn't, you probably didn't yeah. have 19 beers. I had 34 Nowhere shots near. on my 21st birthday, dude. 34 uh, shots. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You mean three. Yeah. And then you were like spinning. Yeah. And if you were, <laughs> you're fucked. Like you're, you're, you're screwed. But I do physically, I did not, I didn't start losing a lot of weight. Like I thought if I quit drinking, I'd lose a lot of weight until I, until my diet kind of changed. And then I started like peeling off weight. Like in the last year, I've lost like 10 kilos which is like 20 some pounds i was like damn i was fat as hell i didn't even realize it <laughs> mm-hmm. i was fat i look at pictures i was like geez because a few people are like man you look skinny and i didn't realize it. i was just like yeah i haven't lost that much weight and they're like dude you lost a lot of weight and then i bought a scale and i went holy shit but the drinking yeah. it you know what it is though the reason why i bring this up it seems like a lot of this stuff at this age, it's that what we used to do, if I did all what I'm doing now, it's like I get better. And now I'm doing all this stuff to maintain. Or like like you talk about eating and like, so I'm eating healthy and I feel good, but it's not like I'm, I got a six pack now or anything. I mean, I just said right. I lost weight, but like not drinking, eating, it's like I maintain. And, and what's interesting is that if I start eating bad and I start drinking, I could put 10 kilos on or 25 pounds in, in like probably six or seven hours. Like at, at this age with my <laughs> metabolism, I like, oh, I had three beers. Now I'm back up to 240. Fuck. That, that's like, that's what's, what's interesting about all this stuff. Like say, I'm sure it happens with sex drive because all the articles say you got to, you, you need to be healthy and eat hard, healthy foods and all this stuff to maintain erections and blood flow. Well, I think you could probably mitigate the, 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 the downward spiral but if you get off the rails, it quickly you quickly become like a fat. Uh, you become overweight. You can't you can't do anything. And that that's what mm-hmm. we're up against. This probably gets worse as you get older. It it definitely does. At least if you listen to your elders, I, I just find it so interesting because we're talking about uh, the sexual drive, let's, uh, the sexual appetite. Uh, we're talking about our, for destruction. our ability to eat rich foods and our ability to uh, consume alcohol and all of those things 
even the food thing, those were all things that men kind of competed at, competed at a little bit. Like if you got pizza, I don't know if you experienced this, but you got pizza in college. It's like, oh, look at me. Bah, bah, I just had seven slices. <laughs> yeah. look at, And so all of that stuff, we, we sort of expressed our manhood through eating, drinking, sex, and now it's all harder. And, and the, the, the big kahuna of them all, for me at least, is having to give up certain sports or to realize that my athletic prowess is diminishing. And it's diminishing rapidly. And now, a short message from this week's sponsors. The Nunnery, a new Las Vegas strip club. Nuns get freaky. Just kidding. Back to the show. But yeah, I was playing hoops in leagues until maybe seven, eight months ago. And it just wasn't getting, it wasn't fun because I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. And I was never really a shooter. And I just was more of a slasher who sneak in and jump high and get rebounds. I can't do any of that anymore. And it's frustrating. So it makes it less fun. And then I'm injured for a whole week after a game, basically, or I feel like shit. My knee's swollen. Just not worth it. Boo-hoo. People are listening to this. I don't care. Boo-hoo. Dude. But it's it, it feels yeah. it's just add it to the list of feeling, I, you know, less of a man. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I I kind of like all this. Like I like the fact that even if I play all right, it's like, hey, this old guy's doing pretty well. I, I like there's a there's a there's a silver lining to it. Like we're starting to get close to the age where if you do anything, people are like, good job, good job, you know, like because we're old enough. But I, I've embraced like the fact that I we, like last night I was playing hoops. You play for two hours. I played hard for an hour. I half-assed it for an hour, and I didn't give a fuck. It was just like great. I was just out there slapping backs and high-fiving people and asking them how everything's going. And occasionally I I get a rebound. A couple of my teammates would just be like, "Dude, you gonna play?" And it's like I'm good, man. We're all right. I won the first eight games in a row, and uh, like so. And even even with all this crap, like even with the sexual drive and eating and stuff, it's nice to not be worried about the competition aspect of it or, or, or I got to deliver like, yeah, whatever I do. or I don't like, I'm starting to embrace that a little bit, even the drinking, you know, like, can you imagine? So there's pressure now we're talking about as an adult, like, Oh, I'm not drinking. You're at, you're at some Christmas party and people are like, yeah, really? Is anything wrong? Can you imagine doing that when you're like 22? Like, Hey, Hey guys, I'm not drinking all the stupid pussy, Pussy jokes you would get oh, if, yeah. if you just stopped drinking. <laughs> so like now you you can do oh, stuff yeah. without without the pressure. It's just like I don't care. And maybe that's just me being more mature. I doubt it because I'm not more mature. But like I I think some of it's awesome actually. Like you don't have to go be you don't have to win league MVP for hoops because you your body's telling you you can't. So maybe there's something great about that. Yeah, I I'm not there yet. It's a, it's a great point. I'm still the guy who would get out and, you know, I was a soccer coach and then the, the coaches would play with the kids. And then I'm like sprinting, sprinting until my hamstring bursts, uh, you know, <laughs> t- trying to toast the kids, score like six goals. I'm still the guy, you know, in basketball that just like, I can't back down. And uh, I've done a little better, but it's, it's, uh, it, it, I'm not there, buddy. I admire you. 
you're still resentful of of the natural decline that comes with age or is it just competition strictly i'm still i I don't know if it's resentment but yeah i'm hung up i'm hung up on not being able to compete and do a great job like i had one game i'd say as i was nearing my career i should have just retired there I call it my career, my my city league <laughs> career. That might be. That might start with that. Let's let's, let's not call yeah, it. But I had I, I had a game in the spring where I, I hit like seven threes, and like the people because I am old, and people on the sidelines were like, "Oh damn, damn, he's going off," and uh, that's where I want to be all the time. That's where like I have to be all the time, and so. I've got to, uh, I've got to get a better perspective because it's just not possible. All your, all this stuff that you're worried about comes down to you, just not, just a little less dribble penetration, and your whole life will be like, will be better. Stop going the whole lance. You got a nice J, and everyone respects you for it, and then everything will be fine. Knees will feel good because you're not pounding the rock inside, and uh, that'd be good. But then you probably D up wow. people. That also puts stress on on your body. That's when you know when you're okay, when you stop playing defense. Yeah. Yeah, because you're wired. We're all wired differently. Some of us are more hyper, like me. That Let's be honest, that 7-3's night was an anomaly. I'm not a shooter. But defensively, um, at least uh, I, I wouldn't say help defense, but on ball defense, I, I still try to be a little bit of a psycho. And that's not good for my body. So I got to I gotta ease up, dude. I Like, there's shit that you don't give a fuck. Like, you can talk about you being Lance so easily. And I can tell that this aging thing is actually bothers you a little bit, which is pretty cool. Like, this is, I thought this would be like a light, funny thing. You know, for me, for me, I think it's so funny that I have knee pain. It's just like, for no reason. It's like my knee's like, hey, fuck you. You're 46. But I can tell that for you, it's more like, oh, shit. I'm declining. Seems like it, it's a serious thing. It is. I mean, it was a. It's a big part of my identity is being an athlete, and I know we all have different ways of approaching masculinity. Some with intelligence, some with humor, and and being a performer, whatever. I've had a little bit of all that, but the sports piece is has always been the biggest. Right. And when you you feel yourself declining in that sense, not being able to compete to your standards you either have to have the i guess courage to reset those expectations or the desire to reset those expectations or um i guess you just get hurt and end your career that way i don't know and then your version i like just in terms of living more lighthearted. i think you're probably just a more light-hearted person than me anyway and i think it's a great way to go so I guess I'd, I'd say I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, well, it's not good enough, Lance. Who's this dude? Last time I was in the U.S., I noticed there's a new epidemic happening, and it's called pickleball. It has completely taken over all aspects of American life. Another example of white people going overboard on something. In fact... I got kicked off a basketball court at a rec center because there was an elderly women's pickleball league about to start. My bad. Why would I even think to use the court for hoops? Crazy old bitches. 
The funny thing is, if you think about it, you already knew which friend was going to get way too into pickleball. It's the same friend that bought a putter for Frisbee golf. Look, I like Frisbee golf, but I don't need a nine club set in a professional course. Stupid. Just give me that Frisbee that's been on my neighbor's roof for years, faded and waterlogged. Grab the bong, pick a tree or mailbox that's 200 yards away, and let's compete, people. I don't need a Frisbee specific to quote-unquote driving. Hell, if you're supplying the weed, I'll go ahead and ratchet up the whiteness and throw in a hacky session after the round. White boy smoking up. It's also your friend who bought matching uniforms for him and his dog for dog agility events. Take it easy, bro. We get it. You have European ancestry. Why don't you just go outside and throw your little five-star athlete a stick? I guarantee you little Sparky will be happy as F. And to those professionals that are proud of their high ranking nationally, quit acting like you're Michael Jordan just because you're destroying a few privileged white middle class dudes in your made up sport. It's like me saying I'm top 10 nationally in the 32 meter dash. That's right, 6.8 seconds, people, because no one else and no minorities give a fuck about that distance. We had tennis, we had racquetball, even badminton. We did not need another racket sport. He's still talking about pickleball. All these new alternative sports, it's like white people are saying, look, black folk, you want to keep taking over our sports? We'll just make more. We'll just keep inventing new shit so we can feel the sensation of winning occasionally. Look, black people, if you can't stop dominating, we're going to have to go ahead and make the official uniform khaki pants. Look what you did now. I don't understand him. Is this all about pickleball? Stick around after the credits to hear me read an anonymous letter from one of our listeners. Seniors 94 is written and produced by Matt and Lance. Jingles, commercials, editing by Lance. Music on Bubonic Plague, Joshua Empire, Woman Groaning, Vidric, Coughing Woman, SX, KX. Laugh tracks on Open Mic, UNFA, Salone Gracie, and other music by Guitar Man 213. Thanks for listening. This letter titled, The Straight Woman's Secret, uh, perhaps it's poetry, came from an anonymous listener representing the organization Women for Gender Equality and Justice. I'm just going to read it here, and let's cue some background music. What's the straight woman's secret? It's time to let men know. They need to understand it can't be ignored any longer. What's the straight woman's secret? It's never been told. Movies don't betray it. Magazines don't write about it. What's the straight woman's secret? It's not easy to hear. It's hard to believe. Men are in the dark. What's the straight woman's secret? Listen closely, men. 
it will change everything. The straight woman's secret. When I have sex with you, I have to deal with your stuff coming back out of me. I pile tissues or toilet paper in my underwear to catch it. Did you think your stuff just stays up there and somehow improves my vagina? Maybe you think I actually need to pee every time after we do it because you rock me so hard. No, I'm in the bathroom putting toilet paper between my legs. Your stuff comes swishing back out of me for hours after we have sex. It happens when I walk, when I dance, or do anything upright. It's just another thing I have to deal with because you say condoms don't feel as good. That's the straight woman's secret. Now you know. Oh, and when we were teenagers, I really hated being finger-banged. <laughs>